Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded Hello, live. Every- Hello, everybody. This is Larry, Larry Phillips, and um, I'm pleased to have a number of uh, people on with us tonight. We've just had another um, opportunity to get into God's Word, and tonight we're going to we're going to be discussing the eternal Godhead. And there's this is a very very uh, broad subject, a very deep subject. But before we get started, Mark, I want you to say hello to. Richard and uh, Brother Jerry, and also say hello to Michael Adams. You can just say hello, and then I'm going to give you some scriptures to read. Hello, Brother Jerry. Hello, Hello, Brother Mike. Hello, Brother Richard. Hey, Mark. How are you doing? Okay. Larry said you had a good day. Yes, I, I did. Oh, that's good, Mark. Um, what do you say? Isaiah forty-four three. I gotta look it up real quick. Um. What? Just a minute. I got it, I got it. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Matthew 3.11 is the next one. I indeed baptize you with water into repent unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The next one is the last one is Acts twenty one eleven. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own his own hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And turn it back to my parent, my my dad. Have a good, have a good evening. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Thank you for reading. Thanks, okay, Mark. Guys. <laughs> well, y'all, uh, 
there's so many passages in the Bible that, uh, that allude to the Holy One of Israel, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and all of that. And then, of course, when we talk about the Godhead, that's even a broader... But what I thought I would do is... Uh, Brother Jerry, if you could just kind of give an overview of your thoughts on the eternal Godhead and how we would how we would get started on this subject, and then Richard, feel free to follow up, and then we'll just kind of make the circle. Go ahead, Brother Jerry. You know, uh, Larry, uh, I was praying about this today. Uh, I really, most of the time, when somebody asks me something about scripture. Uh, I don't really have any too many personal thoughts. I just want the scripture to answer the questions. And when I when I think of the Godhead, I think of scriptures like this. Uh, I think of the scriptures like this scripture we discussed. Uh, Isaiah 9, where he says, Unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born. And he goes on to say, His name should be called Almighty God, Everlasting Father. And it goes on. But here's what this says to me. That's taken care of two of what they call the Godhead, Christ and Everlasting Father as one. And I believe the Holy Spirit is one also. So you've got this Holy One of Israel. And look at the... I was thinking about this today, and I don't have an answer to this, guys. But we are chosen, if we're his, qualify that. Uh, if we're his, we're chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. And we are, we are spoken of, if we're his, as his brethren, and he's our elder. None higher, none lower. Joint heirs with Christ, all this foolishness of rewards and oh so and so is going to get when in fact he's taken the sins of all of his people he's imputed all of his righteousness to them which makes them equal hide this stuff man does because all he is is sin and if he does anything holy and righteous is god doing and working in you both will do his good pleasure all this foolishness of men surpassing other men and getting rewards is coming from the pagan whore. And a lot of people are hanging on to that whore even after they leave it. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus said he's going to come send the comfort. He said, he's here with you now and he shall be in you, speaking of himself. All three of these things may speak but here's where the mystery comes in. In my mind, the Lord hadn't fully brought me to it. But in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, Our Father who art in heaven. We have an earthly father. 
If you don't pray to him, call no man your father when it comes to heavenly things, but your father in heaven. We have this huge pagan religion that speaks of earthly men as their heavenly fathers uh, in the Catholic Church and, I don't know, probably others. But I I see this. If I'm one of God's elect, Jesus is both my everlasting father and he's also my brother, my elder brother. And I'll pause there and... I just pray God will have mercy on my heirs. But all I can do, I don't read commentaries. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm not into this, this what they call theology, all this junk that comes from these, the whore. I don't even use those words. But uh, that's where I'm at. I believe Jesus is, if I'm his elect, if he died for me, he is my elder brother, although it humbles me to even think about the creator of the universe, but he's also my everlasting father. And I'll pause there and let one of you men... Yeah, Brother that. Richard, uh, go ahead. And I know we're taking on a uh, quite a <laughs> deep subject tonight. You know, who can know the mind of God and who being his counselors taught him, but but go ahead, brother. Well, it, it, it is, you know, uh, I think, you know, some of our understanding has been affected by, you know, maybe, uh, as Jerry said, you know, teachings from, 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 you know, the, the whore, the, the Babylonian religion yeah. or, or Arminianism, whatever. But I think I, I was telling Jerry one day, uh, you know, talking a little bit about this subject that to me, uh, I've never, only do I get confused or, you know, question particulars on the issue of the Godhead when I read or listen to or man and, and man try to uh, dissimulate or, or dissect, you know, the Godhead. And it and it always has never been a, uh, I think if we're taught of the spirit, I don't know the natural mind will question, you know, the relationship, you know, the distinctions that we see in Scripture. But I don't think, I think that's the natural mind. I think the spiritual man that is taught of the Lord uh, doesn't struggle with this, doesn't have any questions. It's by faith that we receive it and know our God, you know, manifest, um, you know, as, as the Scripture relates him to us. And uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, all the the scriptures, you know, I think maybe Chris last week or sometime, you know, mentioned, you know, the Holy Spirit and, you know, and, and I think one of the clear scriptures I thought of today over there in Acts chapter 5, you know, were uh, Peter, Anais, and Sapphira kept back part of the price of the land. And, and uh, Peter tells them that, uh, you know, verse 3, that they, Satan had filled that heart to lie to the Holy Ghost, but then down uh, in verse well in verse four, you know he says, "While well, it remained, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God." Uh, so you know, and that's just and you know we all know that scripture and 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 a clear one that points to the uh, 
the Godhead of the of the Spirit that the Spirit is is God, and these these three are one. You know, and it was that First John that says that, and uh, so uh, I think uh, you know as as we're taught of Him, these things are not uh, you know not conf- not confusing, uh, not uh, you know our, if our natural man tries to mind tries to conceive of it and understand it. Well, he just ain't gonna get nowhere with it. That's right. Well, I think uh, you're right. I mean, we know that we cannot, uh, in our flesh, do any good thing. And um, you know, the more I look at the subject, uh, it seems like whenever we're talking about God, <laughs> okay. Um, we could use these words to describe him interchangeably. In other words, we we see in Genesis 1-2, he says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then right after that, it says, And God said, and God saw, and God called, you know, and God made. I'm uh, just reading the first verses of the next, or the first passage of the next three or four verses. You know, so here we see the Spirit moved, and then God said, and God saw, and God called, and God made. Um, and so one of the things Jerry had said, which was helpful to me, is that when Scripture talks about the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, um, and also uh, in the Old Testament where it talks about the Word of the Lord came unto the prophets, and spoke by the prophets. Um, this is speaking about the same God that Isaiah said, and there is none beside me. <laughs> okay. And so that's, uh, uh, it's all, and what you were saying, Richard, is that it's, there's a reason why Scripture so uh, firmly states that, uh, and these three are one, and these three are one. In other words, and uh, so anyway, that I just, uh, I'm going to go back. Uh, to Jerry now, and uh, Jerry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I will say this: Richard's so right in the fact that if we try to use our intellect, and uh, natural men do, natural men have a lot of questions, like the party, the Red Sea, the virgin birth. They just go endless. The natural man questions everything, uh, but that does. None of that stuff bothers me. I don't have to have answers. I was reading today, his his ways are above our ways and past finding out. So it really isn't confusing to me. Uh, The thing that above and beyond everything I've come to, there is one God. And the Lord describes the church as his body, and he pictures it as a human body. And that human body has but one head, and Christ is that head. And in him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So uh, 
and and I can't, you know, define everything, but all I know is he's all there is. He's truly substance, and this is what is really amazing. And and you can take this as deep as you want. This is scripture I quote often because it means a lot to me. And it is a scripture that says, and Richard pointed this out last week, that our, we know, it's something we know. And I look all around me, and I see it, and I know it. And that is that our outer man is perishing day by day. That's your flesh, whereas there's no good thing. The wages of sin is death. That's physical death. So this outer man is uh, is receiving his wages, which is physical death. And the outer man is perishing, but the inner man is being renewed day by day. <laughs> oh, what a blessing. See, we, we, our outer man, our inner man has no age. We don't have to replace knees in that inner man. We don't have to replace eyes in that inner man. Uh, a blind man can see these truths as clearly as is a man that has physical eyes. Oh, I tell you, we worship a gracious and holy God, and he, he knows what we need before we even ask. Uh, he, he's just such a great God. But when you look again at that scripture that we know that uh, outer man is perishing day by day, there's a comfort for God to tell us. So we don't run up and try to get these these wrinkles straightened out. We don't worry about dyeing our hair and trying to look younger. We just want to be what God makes us. But the and this is this is what's amazing here now because there is a reverse thing going on from what the natural man you know when a crime is committed the police look for evidence tangible evidence the gun the knife whatever it is they look for evidence the the wire that choked them or whatever it may be and the Bible says. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. So here's faith, which is invisible and not tangible at all. So here you've got, if you think about what he says, put no faith in the things seen. Those are substances, trees, humans, creatures. Put no faith in the things seen, but faith in the things that are unseen. In essence, the real substance are the things that are unseen, untouchable. I mean, it's it's just, how can any natural man see any of this? Richard, go ahead and take it from there. I, but I so agree with everything you said, both of you men. Oh, I, I, you know, one of the things that is, uh, that we we may know at times if we're his and, and he is pleased to, 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 to give us tokens of his mercy and, and presence. But, you know, this, 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 this God that the natural man can't describe or comprehend, you know, the scripture, particularly Paul, you know, in the new covenant um, of, you know, the old covenant, the, the promise of the spirit being poured out on all flesh and, you know, verses in the new Testament, Christ in you, the hope of glory that, Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Um, that 
you know, the world is today, you know, it, just like any other time, is eat up with, you know, paganism and today in modern culture, movies and superhero movies, and I, I enjoy watching some of those and, and you know, and fantasy-type stuff. But the, the the reality, too, is that that is it, the only way we perceive it is by faith, is that this, this God, the very same God, Larry, that you spoke of, that uh, spoke uh, the word uh, into existence. And by, you know, we know Colossians tells us that by him and through him and for him are all things, and he created all things. But that same word, uh, the spirit of truth, dwells in each of his children in these earthen vessels. Now, we can't see that. And as Jerry was just talking about, it's not tangible. But the, the reality of, of God Almighty dwelling in clay, earthen vessels. Uh, you know, and, and it, it, it's, it's the, the world can't receive him because they know him not. But we, uh, and it, just even talking about it, you know, makes me ashamed of my lack of thankfulness and gratitude to this God that he, uh, and wonder that, that, you know, he would choose a people and dwell in them and they would be his. And, and his, you know, as Jerry said earlier, that, that we not, you know, scripture says, and he was not ashamed to call them brethren. And um, so uh, I, I think for us, you know, uh, in, in our experience at times, the realization of that the God who created all things, who is above all things, who is the Alpha and the Omega, dwells, tabernacles, you know, in the midst and among and in his people. Oh, that's, that is really true. I mean, that, when, when you and Jerry were talking about the natural understanding of man not having any ability or whatever, I was thinking of a passage in Second Corinthians where Paul is talking about the same thing. He says in the third verse, For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And I, and I was just thinking about that's the difference between, you know, I have all these people out here that have, you know, they 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 understand the letter, but there seems to be an absence of the Spirit. And, you know, that's the whole theme of, I think, Apostle Paul's ministry, and as he goes on through there, he even talks, he's doing, he's comparing and contrasting uh, the faith and the grace of God up against the law, you know, and uh, 
he even talks about Moses. He goes on down there in the 13th verse, not as Moses, which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look, the end of that which is abolished. And um, he says, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. And so I think what I'm hearing you guys, and you guys correct me if I'm wrongly interpreting it, but, you know, Paul says in another place that the gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world is blind to the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So it is a spiritual thing. It's not, you know, I when I was, before I, before I, before God showed me these great doctrines of grace, I tell people the Bible really, it, it, it didn't mean anything to me. I mean, I knew on the outside it said Holy Bible, but I mean, it, it, it didn't have any. Uh, go ahead, Brother Jerry. Well, I so relate to just what you're saying, Larry. I'll, I'll be honest, and this is hard for me to admit, but I even wondered, see, the natural man thinks just his believing that there, God exists and he ties and does his things in religion. That puts him in good shape. I really didn't even know what Christ, what his purpose was, I'll be honest. Uh, it is, it is, there is truly none that understandeth. And uh, I had uh, Lynn Terry say, you know, Jerry, these people don't even know what they believe. And that's true. I didn't know what I believed. Right. I, I believed in uh, what they call once saved, always saved. I don't even like to use that term. I like to just call it uh, perseverance to the saints. That's what it's yeah. basically called. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it, the scriptures talk about we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And this treasure is, it, I believe it's the seed of Christ, that the praise and honor it might be of God and not of man. In other words, this treasure is the seed of Christ. This treasure is the eyes of God, the mind of God, the everything that can that, that shows us what the scriptures teach, that shows us our sins, that shows us gives us a glimpse of his holiness. And without a glimpse of his holiness we cannot see our unholiness, just the opposite. But I've come to the conclusion that every single thing that I learned from the whore and it might sound like I'm cursing or using foul language, but that's what God calls. I mean, his, 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 his elect are called his bride. And the non-elect is still the female gender, but it's called the whore. And it's come ye out of her that you might be, not be partakers of her plagues. I mean, it's... Uh, this is all about God, and he will get all the glory. And the only way he can have all the glory is if it is attributed to him all of our salvation. 
that he has worked it all out. He is the first and the last. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and there is none beside them. Uh, it is, it's, I'm not a very smart man anyway, but it's outside any any of my capacity, and I think it is everybody, to express how wonderful this hope is. And I tell you, it's depressing as it is, guys, to see all this wickedness around it. These are tokens that the end is near, even at the doors. Amen. Go ahead, Richard. Go ahead, Brother Richard. Richard. Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was. Uh, I just wanted to read a couple of verses out of Job twenty-three, and this, and this is Job speaking. But he is in one mind, speaking of God, and and who can turn him? And what his yes. soul desireth, even that he doeth. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me. And many such things are with him. Therefore, I am troubled at his presence when I consider I am afraid of him. For God maketh my heart soft, and the Almighty troubleth me. Because I was not cut off before the darkness, neither hath, hath he covered the darkness from my face. And you know, several things in there, and you know, in talking about the the, and again, Job was a believer. He was a you know, our understanding, their mind is that you know he was he was an Old Testament saint. He was a Christian. He was he his faith and hope was in Christ. And evidence of that is him understanding that this God is of one mind, not three minds, one mind, and who can turn him? And um, and what his soul desireth. Even that he doeth. Now, uh, if his soul desireth that he doeth, what is outside of that? What is outside the realm of that? If a sparrow falls, there's not a sparrow falls to the ground without your father, Jesus said. All these scriptures that teach, and Job had this understanding. But then, you know, through all his trials, for he performeth the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. And it was almost like Job just couldn't, he, he didn't have time to write all of it. He did, and many such things with him. But his church, and just what Jerry said, the, uh, that, that no flesh would glory in his presence, that's the manifestation that Job understands. For he performeth the thing that is appointed for me. So what was left for Job to do? And that's right. down in that verse 17, he said, I was not cut off before the darkness, neither he covered the darkness from my face. And I equate that to, you know, what our Savior has told us. In this world, you will have trouble. Adam, when the truth is manifest to his children, and we see the corruptness and foulness of our flesh and the darkness that encompasses us and the trials that daily beset us, God doesn't hide us from that. He didn't give us a prosperity gospel of ease, comfort, and pleasure. He does He does not hide these things from us. Matter of fact, he, he puts us in them. And, uh, but, and teaches us, uh, you know, the verse over in Galatians, you know, Paul over there in chapter four says, you know, uh, 
I'm afraid of you. You're observing all these things again. And, and, and down in verse 19, I, my little children, I travail again till Christ be formed in you. Well, I think what Paul was saying was just this, that we come to understand, and I think this was what was happening in the life of Job, is weaning us off our works, making us see, apart from me, you can do nothing, and that that God has performed. And man, we, Adam does not like that. We do not like the fact in the natural man that he's performed all things. We want to work. We want to sow fig leaves. We want to do, you, you just put a blank behind it, and that's what we want to do to show ourselves righteous or appealing to God, and he will not have it. And Job said, he performeth the thing that is appointed for me. And to, to more and more to rejoice, and just like Paul said to those Galatians, till Christ be formed in you. And I think that's that perfect man that, that as, as we grow in the knowledge of grace and truth, that our understanding of the fullness of the gospel, that it is finished, that he has completed the work. Uh, Father, all that the Father gave him to do, he did. Not one jot, not one tittle. He fulfilled the whole law, and therefore we're not under right. Well, you know that. <laughs> the last two years of Paul's life, when he was in that rented house, of course, he was a prisoner. And he ended his ministry with pretty much the same proclamation that both of you have just stated. Because he says, um, For this cause, therefore, I have called for you to see you and to speak with you, because for the hope of Israel, I'm bound with this chain. They said to him, we neither perceive, and so on. He goes, and they appointed him a, a day. There came to him in, into his lodge, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets, from morning till evening. And here's the interesting part. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. And when they agreed, not among themselves... They departed after that Paul had spoken one word, and what was the word he spake? <laughs> well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is whack gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted. And so, you know, what 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 a contrast of what is what is preached from the pulpits today in our in, in so called churches. I mean, Paul was telling them the truth that only God can reveal the truth to people through His, you know, through Himself, through the quickening power of the Holy Spirit, through the new birth. You know, the Spirit bloweth where it listeth, and it had nothing to do with their belief. I mean, <laughs> their their belief was after they were quickened by the Holy Spirit. That's their exactly belief right. had nothing to do with it, and so. It's really an application of what you what you all say. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, and how few people believe that, Larry? How very few. Uh, 
I was sharing with uh, Richard and I were talking this morning. So we got cut off and he had things to do anyway, because I'm interrupting his work when we do talk, but so the work is, has priority. But, uh, anyway, I was sharing with him, uh, because we all have contact with Armenians, but I have this, uh, grandson that is a so-called preacher of free will. And he said one day, he said, Jerry, he said, the Old Testament is full of, if you'll do this, I'll do that. And that is, that's just conditionalist. That's, that's not what we are. But a lot of people, even if they're Calvinists, they're conditionalists. They're thinking if they act properly, then God will bless them. If they don't, he won't. Uh, but after he hung up, I didn't. I didn't have, I didn't think about this, and I know it's because the Lord didn't bring it to mind, and He hadn't ordained me to say it. But I, I didn't say it. But here's what it is: He performeth all that's required, just like Richard said. So all through the Old Testament, if we're His elect, uh, don't read the ifs. The ifs have been completed by Christ. Read the, read the reward. <laughs> he Amen. performeth all that's required. So read the war, reward. We we receive all things in Christ. Uh, you know it's, uh, and these people don't see this. They they're so busy working, and it, that's the Lord said. Many did not. He said there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. What's he mean? It means when he we realize that he performeth all that's required that we can enter into his rest and say it's finished it's finished uh you know there's another thing that for years plagued me and i've shared this before but it's it's just one of the many comforts is my baptism you know I've been baptized three times, and I thought, well, I was baptized before I was saved. That's not a big deal. I was baptized by Mormons. That wasn't any good. I was baptized uh, by Southern Baptists, and when I come to the truth, should I be baptized again? But the Bible says there's one Lord, and this is amazing, one Lord, not three. (laughs) (laughs) One, One faith. See, a lot of these so-called Christian theologians think there's two faiths. There's the faith of Christ, and then there's your faith. Well, that treasure that's in these earthen vessels, that's in that treasure is the faith of Christ. And he says, "Look at, listen to this now. He says, one Lord, one, 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 one faith. There's not two. And one baptism. And what it is, it is Christ as our Lord, and he is our everlasting Father. He is our mighty God. And there's one faith, not two, not three. It's the faith of Christ. In me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. So it can't be, if there's no good thing, even if I did have any, it would be no good faith. And one baptism, and that's his baptism. He performed all that's required. When God brought me to that guy, it straightened my baptism out. I don't have any qualms about any baptism. 
any works, anything. I trust the Lord for all of this now. Some people would tell me, Jerry, you trust the Lord too much. That's got a strange sound to it, guys. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Go ahead, Brother Larry. Well, I was, you know, I was thinking about what Brother Richard said last uh, week, and it's been on my mind quite a bit, you know. Uh, and, and it's also repeated also in the New Testament. Um, but he referred to that passage that said, I will, in Ezekiel there, the 36th chapter of Ezekiel, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. Amen. Amen. That's right. And, and you know, <laughs> you know if, if he hasn't put his spirit within us, you know, we are not going to have any desire to do it because we're dead. We're dead that's in right. our trespasses and sin. And, yeah. you know, that's if we're totally depraved, if we have no ability at all to do anything other than just, to, no, no. you know. And that's right. I, I, when I hear you guys talk, it's a blessing because what it is is it's saying, in me, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. And within him, he has fulfilled all righteousness. We don't have to worry right. about uh, trying to do anything because it doesn't have anything to do with us. He's already done it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, That's Richard. Right. Well, and, and Larry, you just sound like a do-nothinger to me. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry, brother, but... Every time I try to do something, it's worse than if I hadn't. So, <laughs> oh, you know, I, the 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 reality of that too, and I, I've talked about it on these calls before. But it it, it um, you know it the and Jerry quoted earlier is God who worketh in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. He he who hath began began a good work in you will complete it, and. And, and and again, that's just against the natural man and, and the religion that we receive from this earth and from 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 the man that, from Adam. And uh, but one of the things that, that I remember coming to understand too is, you know, when we understand uh, that salvation is of the Lord, as Jonah says, and and all the Scripture testifies to, well, these works that we He's ordained that we should walk in. Can we not trust him just as much for that as we can our salvation? But, you know, the, the modern religion, particularly Arminianism, well, all, all so-called religion is, uh, well, Arminianism in particular, once, once saved, always saved, trust him for their salvation. But then it's totally up to them, just conditionalism, to get out here and do it. And uh, But in our experience, we see that, if, if the Spirit of Christ be in us, then we truly He moves, He works, He He gives us mercy, He gives us love for the brethren, He gives us all the fruits of the Spirit. We see evident at times in our lives, and we know that it's not of us when it's manifest, and we know that uh, uh, th these things are miraculous. They're they're the power of God. They're the power of the gospel in us, and it's and we're amazed at it because we know it hadn't come from. From this wicked fountain, it's coming from another source, and uh, but we don't, you know. That, I love that scripture in Isaiah. There is none that stirreth himself up, 
but the modern man in, in, in preaching is to do exactly that, to stir the brethren up. And, uh, uh, you know, so it's, 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 but we, we, if we be stirred, it's because he's pleased when, how, and where to stir us, uh, to, to, to do anything. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, that's exact. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm just agreeing <laughs> with Jerry. You know, I was thinking about John, you know, the 16th chapter of John. I love the book of John. But anyway, um, you know, there's so many places that John talks about that everything is he in the thirteenth verse he says uh well book twelfth he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it? When he the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he yes. shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall bear whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And then also in the fourteenth chapter it says that he shall teach you all things we can't teach ourselves anything you know i i'll share something with you guys today i have a neighbor who who's i mean she is a flaming jehovah witness and i i try to have very little interaction with her because she is so vested in this this and i don't want to get into conflict with her really good neighbors and um Anyway, he had a bunch, her husband had a bunch of extra skirting that he didn't have any use for, and I was going to use it for my camper, so I told him I'd buy it from him. And So anyway, her name's, her name's Julie, and sure enough, I was congratulating her. She's, a, she's got a beautiful, beautiful lawn, and just looks like a nursery landscape, beautiful flowers. So I was complimenting her. I said, you know, every time I go go by your place, it looks like a nursery. I says, you know, she goes, you know, you can see the hand of God in that. But, Larry, that's why you need to be in the kingdom of Jehovah. Oh, <laughs> I thought, oh, boy, here we go, you know. And uh, yeah. I, I said, well, you know, God is marvelous in his creation and what he's done. And she said, uh, you really need to. You really need to join us. I've I've offered you several times. You know, there's places in Anderson and Goodman, and Neosho and Joplin and all. We have halls of. You know. Yeah. You really need this, Larry. You really need this. And I said, yeah. Julie. I said, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to get into a conflict with you. I says, I love you. You're my neighbor. But I said, we just. You know, we, we're not in agreement with this. I said. And I don't want to get into it because I said you are you're vested in what you believe, and I said you know what, I said my Bible tells me that that He's going to teach me all things. I don't need any man to teach me. Amen. I said and uh, oh, she said that's ridiculous. We need the elders. We need the brethren. <laughs> so so I just smiled and I said, you know what, I really like your garden. I really like your flowers. <laughs> the Lord helped me. You know, he really, I mean, yeah. I could have done yeah. that by my, it was the Lord. It was the Lord helping me 
disengage and she realized you're not gonna you're not gonna push his buttons, you know. And yeah. I just kinda yeah. walked away and uh but man you know, it's amazing how the natural mind is so convinced that they are right. Uh, even in the, the right. middle of their deception, you know. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, you know, Larry that's true. And 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 we can't help but believe the Lord has sent them a strong delusion. Uh, if you think about the fewness of God's people on earth, I mean, I think there, if there was more around here, he'd, he'd give me to get to know them because it's for Satan not to send me the brethren. So it looks to me like he would he would want us together to to forsake not to send me the brethren because people get lonely don't know the truth but maybe there are I don't really know how that works but let me say this and I, this dawned on me here a while back he says because they have no love for the truth therefore the Lord will send them a strong delusion that they might believe, believe a lie that they all might be damned so it sounds to me like, in essence, every single person that does not love election and predestination and a sovereign God, they don't love the truth. Therefore, they've been sent a strong delusion. So this is not just one or two. This is all the terrors have been sent a strong delusion. Whether that delusion is atheism, whether that delusion is Jehovah's Witness, Buddhism, there's so many isms out there, it defies imagination. Truly, darkness covers the whole earth when it comes to heavenly things. But anyway, it never ceases to amaze me that... You know, I've got a lo- I've got a lot of family. I've got four sons, and I've got sixteen grandkids. And I had a man say, "Boy, I'd hate to have that many kids. It'd worry me to death." You know, it doesn't worry me to death. I- I've been praying lately, Lord, please direct my steps. Uh, you know, He says, He says, "Trust the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding." And in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your steps. Well, all those things are things that he performs. <laughs> so if we're his, he's directing our steps, brother, because he's given us not to lean to our own understanding. I've had a man say, well, we've got to lean to our own understanding. And some days, no, we don't. No, we don't. And I tell you, when you get old as me and you're forgetful, you better have somebody drag your steps or you're going <laughs> to. Oh, that reminds me. I've shared it with you, Brother Jerry, uh, before, but I knew this elder in a conditional Friendly Baptist church. And, yeah, he, he was telling me the same thing. You, If you keep these things in remembrance, you know, and. I said, what happens if I get Alzheimer's, you know? I mean, how am I going to keep these things in remembrance, you know? I mean, 
Oh, I'll tell you, it's it, it's man wants to have a hand in these things. He doesn't. Yes, he does. Uh, you know, was, uh, month, go ahead. Yeah. Go. You finish. Go ahead, Larry. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say one other thing, and that was that I was thinking about, and I don't think I. I think I just thought of this. I mean, I'm sure the Lord's the one that brought this to my remembrance, okay, or something. But uh, you know, in Revelation, where he talks about all this, you know, these different churches, you know, and, and I was reading the other day in Revelation there. In this is, I, yeah, this is in the second chapter of Revelation, the seventeenth verse. He says, "He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches." I'd yes, read that. Sure. I, he, I'd read that. I don't know how many times it dawned on me. <laughs> he that hath an ear, okay. If you don't have an ear, you're not going to hear it anyway. That's right. That's right. Anyway, go ahead, brother Richard. I'm hearing oh, something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> is it me? Yes. Oh uh, no! Right, go ahead, Richard. Um, you were. I, I heard a man a few weeks ago. I was flipping through those religious channels and uh, the man had quoted the scripture and then he turned around and said uh, that he was going to build the church. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, just a couple of things out of, you know, this uh, Matthew 16 passage where Jesus tells the truth about that matter. And, you know, Jesus asked them uh, who, who they think, uh, asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man I am and some said John the Baptist lies and others Jeremiah and, or one of the prophets and he saith unto them but who say ye that I am and Simon answered and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus answered and said unto him blessed are thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my father which is in heaven and I say also unto thee Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I remember for the first time really coming to the understanding of this and seeing the glory of this matter of what Jesus told Peter, and and that's the fact. And Larry, you mentioned those church letters to the seven churches and, and Revelation and, mm-hmm. and the Lord, you know, uh, mentioning those things and and commending them or, you know, uh, telling the nature of, of error or doctrine they might have been carried off into. But the fact is, when Christ says, I will build my church, the confidence we have is that, uh, you know, his bride is complete. She's washed. Mm-hmm. She's been clothed with white garments, garments of praise. She's not in trouble. She's not lacking anything she is being fed by the good shepherd she's being led beside still waters and and our our the good shepherd has said he is the good shepherd and this body his people are in his hands and nobody can pluck them out and and his father he says is greater than no man can pluck them out of his hand and um so uh, just again this god that we serve uh, his church is not in a state of panic. And as we look around, you know, if you listen to the radio or listen to what's called the church, well, they're, 
they're in a state of panic. They're, you know, or, or about this country, or about the, the things of this world. And we, we look at them too, and, and our outward man perishes and shakes and trembles and, and may be confused, but, but, but inwardly, he's given us the faith and confidence and assurance that, uh, uh, we, I, you know, one, whoever's going to be president of this country, God Almighty is already, it's, it's been set from eternity past who's going to be president of this country. What word do we have That's about right. that? Amen. That's right. Amen. Uh, that's good. You know, I've shared this with both of you all before, I think. Um, hey, hey, Larry, yeah. I can't hardly hear you. It sounds like the convention on or something in the background. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to speak up. Is that better? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's kind of an echo. I, I might be the only one that hears it. I don't know. I'll try to. Thanks. Sounds like Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Don't don't say that, brother. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to sound anything like Bill Clinton. Anyway, uh, I you know, Hebrews is really a beautiful, beautiful chapter. the The book of Hebrews has been a great blessing to me, and uh, I'm trying to find it right now where he says this but he talks about how Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many and and he talks about how that he entered in the holy place and sat down you know and he and he he says that uh, he talks about this sanctification (laughs) okay and he talks about sanctified yeah, and I'm trying to find that. Hopefully, I can find it. But it's it's a total different uh, understanding about this whole idea. You know, people want to try to talk about, oh, you got to seek a definite work of sanctification, and you got to yeah. live, you got to live a perfected life, yeah. and, and all of this. And, and it says here that you know, here it is. For both he that sanctifieth and those who are sanctified are all of one. That's right. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. And so, you know, I I am thankful that he's the one that set us apart. We can't set ourselves apart. You know, no. that's what they tried no. to do. You know, that's what they tried to do. A lot of the early people tried to get involved in the monastic life and go into monasteries and and all of this stuff. And and in the Hebrews it says here, the third verse, for we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. You know, so, Amen. you know, but that's right. That's so true. Well, listen, guys, I really enjoyed this, this time. And it's really uh, an affirmation of the perfect righteousness of Christ and his completed work. That's right. the, the only thing we can lean on is what he has done and the imputed righteousness of Christ and not anything other than that and that's a wonderful wonderful thing it is it uh, is amen and i amen. appreciate you being a part of this both of you 
tonight in the fellowship and uh, always look forward to talking to both of you and it's very rare it's a very rare thing to find people that can agree on this uh, you know there's so many people that want to add to or take away from the truth of of it so um you know larry the just, thing about I, it i just got a i just got a a message from our guest. He says, please don't quit. I'm getting so much. Please. <laughs> so I'm glad you're being ready. I wish I, I, somebody's got the convention on the background. I can't figure out. Huh. I can't. I'm hearing Bill Clinton ranting and raving. Oh, are Democrat. you really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not me, brother. It's not me. No, I know. And I, somebody, uh, I, I don't know if it, somebody's on. got us on Skype or something. And, huh. uh, but I will say this. Larry, uh, if we all have the same te- teacher, there will be harmony. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if we have the same teacher, think of that now, uh, then we'll have har- harmony. Uh and 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 I was telling Larry the other day one of my favorite scriptures is where the spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty. There is not bondage with the Lord Jesus. That's right. All things lawful. All things aren't expedient, but all things are lawful. But uh, anyway, I I simply believe that Christ is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Spirit. And if you think about this, Adam was created, and he was created to fall, and he did fall. And what did he fall with? His flesh. Well, Christ was made flesh to retrieve his elect people. That's the reason he was made flesh. And he was made flesh in all manner like unto ourselves. So he's called the second Adam because he retrieved all of those that he had chosen before the foundation of the world. I mean, that's an awesome thing when you think about it. That first Adam fell with all of mankind in seed form in him, and Christ retrieved all of his elect that he had written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. But anyway, well, brother, we have spoken quite a while. I'm I'm looking at 9.26, so it's been an hour. If Larry, uh, I may, uh, 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 Jerry, I, the scripture just came to mind. Might be a good one to close this on, and and uh, it, it, and I've just read it in, in this. Uh, and are out of Romans 11, for verse 33, starting in verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen.
Amen. Amen. That is a good, that is an excellent way to close. So, brothers, I appreciate it. I'm going to close this call out now, and uh, I appreciate the guests that have joined us, and uh, we will try to work on getting this up on Sermon Audio uh, tonight, later on. And anyway, God be with you all. We'll talk with you soon. Thank you, Larry. We love you. All right, good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.